Thank you, Johnny. Thank you so, so much for joining today oh. for the Devs Big Easy. Thanks for having me. <laughs> of course. So, would you like to introduce yourself? Just tell us a bit more about your company? Uh, sure. I'm Tony. I'm the uh, developer advocate for SciCode. Um, and uh, we offer a complete software supply chain security solution to help um, secure source code, dependencies, uh, the actual developers, and pretty much every other aspect of the software development lifecycle. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, how it works? What do you have in this platform? And, and wait a second, but just a second before that, what, how is to be a developer advocate? Because we are in the same position. I think it's super interesting to see that from other companies. Definitely. So. Um, well, what a lot of developer advocacy looks like for our particular platform is essentially getting the word out and letting people know all the use cases that there are for the SciCode platform. One of the challenges of the SciCode platform is that it is truly one of the first security solutions that analyzes every stage of the SDLC. So there is quite a bit to talk about, quite a bit to document, and uh, a decent bit to explain. But one of the biggest strengths of this particular platform is it is able to aggregate insights from multiple points of the SDLC. And what I mean by this is, let's say you want to check which of your branches have, uh, or which of your repos have branch protections enabled. That's a relatively simple thing to check. Uh, I dare say you don't really need too much uh, other than just manual checks. But what if you want to see which of your Kubernetes clusters deployed to production, and you also want to see which of those uh, deployments does not have branch protections enabled? Well, that sounds like something that is more of a complex query. But but SciCode has a knowledge graph that is able to generate that sort of information uh, very easily. Nice. Yes. That sounds really cool. And actually, pretty recently, we created the integration. We sure did. Yeah. We sure did. We actually uh, created an integration for JFrog's artifactory and pipelines as well to uh, help keep track of any binaries or deployments that might happen in those resources as well. We have, I believe, 30 plus integrations as of now, including pretty much every source code management system you can think of GitHub, GitLab, even Garrett. Um, nice. Yeah. <laughs> even Garrett. Even Garrett. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But, uh, but probably people still using it. Yeah. yeah definitely. Uh, for the people that uh, like it, they really like it, and uh, we fully support it. Um, but beyond just that, we also support Kubernetes, Terraform, uh, several other cloud distribution platforms, AWS as well. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, and we are constantly adding new integrations, so um, <laughs> if your company has something that we don't have, chances are we could probably add it very quickly. Yeah, I, I saw that by myself. Whenever we added the pipelines and our departure, it was super quickly. Developers are great, and yeah, immediately Absolutely, our uh, developers are led by uh, another super frog, actually Dor. Um, he's Dor phenomenal. Yeah, he's amazing. Yes. So I love this guy. <laughs> Absolutely. So wait a second. Most of your developers are in Israel, right? They are, yes, they are. Our R&D team is uh, based in Israel. All right, so how are you splitting? You have uh, one base in Israel, one base in the U.S.? <laughs> uh, sort of. Uh, we have a bit of a distributed global team. Uh, nice. We believe that uh, our work can be done largely asynchronously. Of course, uh, we meet up whenever we need to, um, and uh, everyone it seems to be pretty flexible um, about scheduling. Yeah, but, um, after COVID, everyone are super <laughs> flexible. Pretty much. Exactly. That's. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's largely uh, it about psychos. Nice, nice. So how's COVID? 
I know it's not related to the interview at all, but still, how was all uh, this situation like? So I actually started with Psycho during COVID, oh. uh, believe it or not. <laughs> right, and uh, they had largely perfected their onboarding process um, when I started. Uh, that's another uh, great thing about the company starting basically right before COVID is uh, they, they very much normalized the asynchronous workflows uh, that are required by a distributed team, um, e even, even as it pertains to just a team working from home but based in the same region. So, <laughs> yeah. Stop in the beginning, like, have you really met most of your team in person? I think it's like I've, pretty rare, right? I've met most of them, except for the, my teammates based in Israel. I actually have <laughs> not even been there yet, but wow. fingers crossed, uh, I'll get to visit soon. Yeah, um, yeah, we'll see you in July. You have yeah. to go to Yala. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I'll definitely be applying there, and uh, if uh, and if my co uh, if my uh, my founders think that uh, it's a good idea for me to come, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, please bring him, please. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, I would I would love to. <laughs> that would be awesome. Perfect. All right, so tell me a bit more about Psycho. What, what is different in Psycho? Like we have, I'm sorry, but we have so many security solutions all over the world, you know, that's better than me. It's, what makes you special? Why, it's why? an absolutely fair, fair thing to ask. <laughs> I think that one of our biggest strengths is the fact that we can, is because we have oversight over the entirety of the SDLC, we can derive complex insights that are only possible by this high-level overview. Uh, in addition, this allows us to monitor um, the developers involved with creating a platform. Um, such functionality, I think, can be best shown by our anomaly detection functionality, which, let's say you have an engineer who put in their two weeks, and uh, suddenly they're cloning a bunch of repositories, an alarming amount, perhaps even a suspicious amount of repositories. Uh, we will flag that and uh, make sure that security has visibility into the issue. I'm, I'm sure that there's potentially innocent reasons why that could happen, but uh, the only way you can really find out is by uh, having that act be visible and allowing those conversations to be had in the first place. Cool, so basically most of your users are the security managers, right? The CISO and other team members in the group? Absolutely. I think that Psycode's benefits can, it's hard to boil it down, but I think that a few of the benefits are oversight, accountability, and visibility. Yes. Um, I, I find that security really suffers when there isn't that visibility. Um, and when you have shadow IT, shadow dev, and other, maybe even just dependencies that you're not aware of your uh, organization using. And what about priorities? Like, I tried your software, I think it's great, but you know, whenever you're getting a bunch of security issues or some alerting, how I can prioritize it? How I can decide what I'm gonna do first? And I, I remember that you have one of those tools. Come on, and please tell me more about the Knowledge Graph. I think it would be cool. Definitely, well, the Knowledge Graph is phenomenal in that it can also be used to provide custom alerting and custom queries. So let's say you have some, uh, let's say you're beholden to say PCI requirements, which uh, I'm struggling to think of an example off the top of my head, but you can actually formulate specific queries uh, based on, well, I guess a good example is you can uh, force two-factor uh, authentication to be enabled. Um, and we can provide governance over that, ensuring that there's no, uh, that nothing slips through the cracks on that, if you will. That's cool. That's very, very cool. Yes. And can you show me 
some new features or something that we are going to release soon, please? Uh, well, I think one of our something especially, small. I think one of our especially fun features that we just introduced is the threat intelligence dashboard. And um, like, for example, there was a uh, an attack uh, on Rust Decimal, which is a Rust dependency that just happened. Yeah. Well, we pretty much immediately after that was discovered, created a threat dashboard alert for that. Um, same thing with Log4j. Is uh, we provide a uh, an alert through our threat dashboard that also is tied to a query oh. that you can then use to diagnose your own repositories and see if you do have Log4j or Rust Decimal or whatever the um, malicious dependency may be. Yeah. So it, it does come back to oversight at the end of the day. <laughs> I didn't try that, so it looked like a huge dashboard that's showing me the problem and where I can find the dependency, I guess. Yes. Yes, our executive level dashboard is also phenomenal for identifying violations, potential uh, secrets that could be hard coded, um, just about any other uh, issue that in that very realm. Cool. <laughs> all right. First of all, thank you. Thank you so much for the information. I really, really like it. Of course. Thank you for having me. Of course. And tell me a bit more about Swamp Up. How is Swamp Up so far? Uh, Swamp Up is phenomenal. There has been some really incredible sessions, and I've, I've already learned quite a bit. I'm looking forward to your session later as well. Yeah. But um, yes, uh, it's it's been excellent. I'm grateful that I got to come this year. <laughs> I'm so glad to hear that. Thank you so so much for joining. And go to Psychotcode. You're gonna love it. Absolutely. Go to your <laughs> Thank Absolutely. you so so much. Thank you. <laughs>